Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. Have you had enough of the inflation story? Well, we promise to only mention it in one of our three things this week. All right, let's get started. This week, our three things are, one, turning inward. The world's two economic superpowers, the U.S. and China, have their respective plates full of domestic issues that threaten to slow global growth. Two, wide margins. Corporate pricing power, which is contributing to the highest inflation in 40 years, see, there it is, has boosted margins. And three, the credit cycle. Some say we're mid-cycle and others late cycle. We'll have a look. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. When sizing up 2022 growth prospects, you have to ask the question, are we missing the forest for the trees? And by that, we mean, are we overly focused on what's driving the components of growth, the consumer's ability to spend or corporate earnings, rather than the bigger picture? We bring this up because in the midst of still strong, stimulus-fueled global growth, it struck me that the world's two economic superpowers, the U.S. and China, are wrestling with increasingly difficult and disruptive domestic landscapes. Landscapes that are full of the kinds of issues that can weigh on sentiment, a kind of tax on more robust economic activity. The U.S. is struggling to meld its deeply divided populace, which has descended into tribalism. China is dealing with an exhausted economic model, a stifling zero-COVID policy, and a redirect of virtually all facets of Chinese life into President Xi's common prosperity vision. This is relevant because roughly half of global growth over the past five years has come from the U.S. and China. And it's relevant because there is not a lot of room for error in terms of valuations of risk assets, stocks, and credit. We have often reminded investors that an important element in a country's ability to address problems is whether or not someone is to blame. That element goes a long way to explaining why the federal response to the GFC in the U.S. was so anemic and tortured compared to the response to COVID. Relief became highly politicized in the GFC as it was relentlessly labeled a bailout for reckless bankers. And as we move through COVID, the political divide in the country reflecting the divide in its citizenry, seems to be getting worse, despite the fact that growth is forecast to be double the norm in 2022, household net worth is soaring, and jobs are plentiful. The Gallup poll taken back in December found that just 21% of Americans are satisfied with the way things are going, and that will make the next spending plans much more difficult to pass. Below Build Back Better, we bring it up because dissatisfaction at home leads to finger-pointing and land grabs in the face of adversity, such as a pandemic, rather than collective sacrifice to solve problems. And that leads to a less robust than necessary fiscal and monetary response, which leads to greater caution on the part of the private sector. It is the definition of a non-virtuous cycle. That means problems stay with us longer, such as unemployment post the GFC, leading to subpar economic growth. For China, President Xi is introducing a lot of uncertainty in the face of COVID-related lockdowns. Vast swaths of its commercial sector will have to adapt to a form of centralized planning and interference, which is sure to throw considerable sand into its economic gears. It's a tall order, to say the least. Oh, and one last thing. 
the U.S. and China are significantly codependent economically on one another. There's not a lot of room for error. At a minimum, this story is going to ebb and flow throughout 2022, and it will continue to contribute to what we see as elevated volatility. All right, on to our second thing, pricing power and inflation. At Jay Powell's Senate confirmation hearing this past week, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts opined that, quote, market concentration has allowed giant corporations to hide behind claims of increased costs to fatten their profit margins. There is so much to unpack here, but we will refrain from sidetracking into a political discussion and stick to the point that is relevant to creditors. And that is, yes, pricing power has come to many, but certainly not all, corporations. The average profit margin for the S&P 500 for the 10 years prior to the pandemic was 10.5%. In 2021, it was nearly three points higher at 13.4%. And in 2022, the consensus forecast grows to 13.6%, according to data calculated by Bloomberg. With all due respect to the senator from the great commonwealth of Massachusetts, I don't think increased costs are made up, but margins increasing is undeniable. We would attribute the gains to increased productivity from reduced costs on things like travel and entertainment and the pull forward of technological workarounds. In addition, there is clear evidence of increased pricing power for many firms simply due to the fact that consumers are willing to pay more because their own income and net worth had grown faster than normal, courtesy of all that stimulus. We would expect those fattened-up profit margins enjoyed by giant corporations to be temporary. That's the new transitory. Once all that excess and less price-sensitive demand normalizes along with competition, that will surely have to add back in things like travel and entertainment to their cost structure. In any event, the corporate sector in the U.S. enters 2022 in solid shape, with abundant cash balances, strong margins, and net leverage that is lower than it was coming into the pandemic. And it is to this government's credit that it did approve the kind and size of relief it did, as it allowed those giant corporations to preserve in the face of the unknowns surrounding the pandemic. All right, on to our third thing. Where are we? Where are we in the credit cycle, that is? We were struck by a panel discussion we watched on business television this past week where a debate broke out over where we are in the credit cycle. This matters, of course, to credit market participants because it establishes a framework around what to watch out for and ultimately how to position portfolios. In this impromptu debate, one panelist took the view that we were well into late cycle on the basis that we were at a point where the Fed was beginning to tighten. The other panelists insisted that we were solidly mid-cycle, as we haven't seen a single hike in rates yet. So where are we? Well, we believe we are mid-cycle. We know the Fed is about to tighten, and we expect that cycle to be gradual, something that could easily run into 2023, as there remains plenty of uncertainty surrounding the pandemic that could impact the timing of how the central bank tightens. In the mid-cycle, margins are wide, check. Cash on balance sheet is abundant, check, and ready to be deployed. Competition is intense, but not irrational, check. The interesting thing about moving through this pandemic, where we believe we can see the endemic stage, is that you have decent line of sight in terms of economic growth. Yes, variants and geopolitics can throw wrenches into how the economy ultimately is affected, but we feel fairly confident in a base case that shows above-trend economic growth courtesy of the financial strength of the consumer, 
and solid corporate earnings over the course of 2022. At that point, we figure to be well into the Fed's tightening cycle and we'll be heading into late cycle with margin pressure, high event risk, and rising defaults. It's coming, but the expansion has some room to run. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, turning inward. The world's two economic superpowers, the U.S. and China, have their respective plates full of domestic issues that threaten to slow global growth. Two, wide margins. Corporate pricing power, which is contributing to the highest inflation in 40 years, has a silver lining to corporate credit in the form of boosted margins. And three, the credit cycle. This expansion has some room to run. Worry about late cycle a year from now. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest rating reports and research. A belated happy new year. See you next week. Stay safe.